Shalom, shalom. I'm Steve Turton. This is my conversations with the Pope, which is a, a betting and sports podcast. If you've not listened to us before, there's plenty out there who haven't, or who have and not listened again, I think, looking at the ratings. Um, yeah, this is our 14th conversation between me and my mate, Ben Pope, our 14th call on record. And this week we're talking about betting exchanges, about laying teams rather than backing them. A little tutorial on that front. We're gabbing about all sorts, Brendan Rogers and his uh, sexual appetite. We are gabbing about James Gandolfini, Popey's waxing lyrical about his portrayal of Tony Soprano while trying to get his own rage issues under control. He's actually turned to meditation this week, Popey. Anyone who listens to this podcast will uh, will find that quite quite interesting and quite the turn of events. We're looking at Workington AFC, Bill Shankly's old team, uh, lower league side who are struggling at the moment with no football being played. We're trying to help out that club save itself. Um, with a fundraiser there's all the usual gambling tips and picks we're looking at some of our previous selections equal amounts of praise and mockery on that front and we've got a few big price picks for this weekend Popey's got a couple of big priced horses while I turn my attention to some double digit golf picks as always, if you're enjoying the show, tell your mates to get involved. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this one. Hello, Popey. Stevie boy. How are we? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Good mate, good, yeah. Um been a good been a good betting week. Been a good betting couple of months to be honest with you, lad. I know the uh, the tips of the week maybe First time for everything, mate. <laughs> I know the tips of the week haven't exactly been rattling home, have they? But uh, I was gonna say your tips of the week would suggest otherwise, but uh it's all very cloak and dagger, isn't it? I think they, it's, it's, it's certainly it's certainly news to me and no doubt news to the listeners that you're having a good Good run of it, Ben Mars. I disagree with that. You know, I think there's been there's been enough gone up on the Instagram, including the Saints last night. Ah, fucking great stuff. That was like like a young friend. Oh, I'll give you that. To be fair, I've been following him from afar through my birds Instagram account. That uh, yeah, I noticed football wise, back and lane really you're doing you're doing pretty well. In all fairness, well, so hopefully some of the listeners have been uh, following you in. Footy's been a footy's been me, me bread and butter as uh, as Tony would say for for a while now. We all want to land it on the horses and the NFL and whatnot, but I suppose it's what we've known and watched watched the longest, isn't it? Honestly, lad, I, I don't think I've had a losing day since June twenty first. I'm feeling a little bit like the Undertaker with WrestleMania. It, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a streak. <laughs> I thought the Manx were uh, me Brock Lesnar last night, like until. Uh, Abafemi popped up in injury time. Did you see the game? Oh, it's glorious! Beautiful. No, I didn't. I didn't see it, but I'd seen the guy in the 19, 96 minute equaliser. <laughs> I'd seen, seen some of that. 
as well. But I'd say you turn around in fortunes, football-wise. I'd say that's more more down to cousin Nicky, isn't it? With him being a football odds compiler. Do you know what we haven't? I haven't spoke to Anarchy since I've been in London. We we've missed each other, so it, it's not. Of course, you haven't. It's not been dual picks. You know, I'll give Anarchy credit credit where it's due, and you know, I'm not a bet liar, lad. So hang on a minute. So you so you so you're putting it down to not speaking to Anarchy then? <laughs> Look at you trying to drive the wedge here between the family. <laughs> it's been bittersweet, the betting lad. Great that Salah had them shots on target, but he didn't score, and I'm after him to be top scorer. I laid Leicester on the Sunday night, which was great. Got them turned over, but but Vardy scores yeah. and pulls away in the uh, in the top scorer stick. So it's been a little bit bittersweet. Have you been getting on, lad? You were having a go on the horses last weekend, weren't you? Well, just just going back to your, your Salah bet. So have you got? Is it is it the pool to win the league? Salah top scorer because I, I couldn't figure out whether you're having top scorer or PFA player of the year. It's sixteen to one combined with us winning the league. I obviously had us to win the league. That that was me. That was me big one. But I had a little. Yeah. I had a little side bet. Yeah, I had a couple of hundred on them. Um, sixteen to one. It us to win the league and Salah to be top scorer. And it looked, <sighs> yeah, it looked a great shout, really. Lad, I thought it was massively overpriced. If we were going to win the league, you'd think Salah would be right up there. But the amount of chances he misses is is getting a bit, getting a bit annoying, isn't it, for an uh, for the top scorer back alike? Well, we touched on it last week. It's not just him. It's 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 Mane and and, and Firmino in particular. Mm. And, uh, blame for whatever reason. Um, but anyway, let's not split hairs. We've won the league and. We've won it convincingly, so hopefully they'll uh, they'll have the shooting boots back on next season. Although much good that will do you at uh, at the bet you've got in at sixteen to one. I know, I know. Um, what's happened to Leicester, away, lad? Since, Leicester. since lockdown, there must be a few there with with underlying coronavirus cases. Uh, I would have thought a few were there players judging how they're playing. I can't imagine um, Brendan's been social distancing, has he? You wouldn't have thought like he's a uh, top gooser, isn't he? Top shagger, Brendan. He's probably been out and about <laughs> on lockdown. The only thing he'll have had lockdown are his, are his escorts or his secretaries, I'd imagine. He's arguably taken over the mantle from Robert Kilroy Smith as the or Robert Kilroy Silk is it as the top goose mantle. I've I've always referred to him as the top goose, um, the real ladies man. But it could be yeah, uh, could be yeah, could be Brendan Rodgers now. In all fairness to him, could be Brendan the the, the Midlands' new top slusher, yeah. He's had a lot of work done, Annie. Do you know what? He never used to be much of an oil painting, did he? No. Back in the day, like that post you put up, Swansea, that didn't paint him in the best light, did it? Really? He had a, had a lot of beef and a bit of a hook nose on him as well, not too dissimilar to yourself. But <laughs> he's had a bit of. It's, uh, he's reaping the benefits now, evidently. He's had his card and beefs done, hasn't he? I'm looking for a job to see me through till Christmas. Can anyone put me in touch with Ronnie Pepe or Mark Villo at the Brit or. Big Eddie Kenny from the Sandin. I need to sort myself out, start from the bottom, work my way back up. Look at the fucking size of the nose on me. As I've heard about Al Bunny, no, used to follow the Sandin years ago, used to say, that's not a nose, it's a banana. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just going back to the page, Popey, I've been putting a lot of lays up, more than anything, which... Which is backing teams not to win. Basically, it's using the exchanges, Betfair and Betdach, where you bet against other people who are looking to back the other outcome. Betfair okay, or, yeah. or Betdach take a percentage of, of of the winning bet. So you don't use them much, do you? The uh, the exchanges, Popey. You're more of a sports book man and and a traditional bet with the bookies kind of guy rather than on the exchanges against other 
over customers? Only because I don't fully understand it. I know I've asked you a few times in the past and you've explained it to me. I do understand you're betting against other people. I get that. But what I don't understand is the staking. Okay. So I understand what I'd what I get from me, like return on me investment from me stake, whereas I think if you bet with the bookies or even if you, you, you're backing on the exchange, I understand the decimals, I understand the fractions, whatever whatever way you sort of you're betting in, and I understand if you're to back something at a certain price, what your return would be. What I don't understand in relation to laying is when you are betting against someone else and you're betting against the opposite outcome. Yeah. I don't understand what my return would be. So that's, that's the only reason I don't really use it because I haven't got a full full grasp on it, to be honest with you. Well, you've kind of just got to picture yourself as as you're the bookie who's kind of taking the bet, but you get to formulate the stake and, and what you want to lose. So let's say Arsenal on mm. Sunday. Um, to keep it easy, let's let's say Arsenal. Um, we put up about laying Arsenal on Sunday. Let's say for ease, they were two to one. So say if I wanted... Yeah. So there's a big pot of money for people lining up waiting to back Arsenal and there's a big pot of money for people waiting to lay Arsenal to be against them. So, yeah. say Arsenal were 2-1 to one and I wanted to lay them for £100 on Sunday, my liability would be 200 quid. So I'd have to put £200 down um, I'd, I'd lay them okay. for I'd lay them for a hundred pound, but that would mean my like would mean my liability would be two hundred quid. So it's okay. just it, it's just that you're formulating the bet, you're taking a bit of the pot that's waiting to back yeah. Arsenal. Okay, and you're you can come up with the liability. It's not like someone coming off the street saying, "Give me two hundred quid on that," and you've got to stand it. You know what I mean? You work out the stake that you want to win off the bet and the liability that you that you're gonna have, and it's. So yeah. using that Arsenal one as an example, two to one, would you have to stake two hundred in order to get three hundred back? If you lay Arsenal for a hundred pound, so you 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 want to yeah. make you want to make hundred pound on Arsenal two to one, you have to risk okay. two, you have to risk two hundred pound. You'd have to put two hundred back, Understood. and then when the game finishes and. Once David Louise and the Greek fella have done the fucking Chuckle Brothers act or whatever they've done for the equaliser, you yeah you you get your dough, you get your three hundred back in your in your Betfair or your Betfair. So Betfair effectively, you're, so yeah, you're put, you're placing a stake at two hundred quid. You're putting your two hundred quid down to get three hundred quid back in that particular instance. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So to get your hundred stake profit, it doesn't have to be big stakes. You know, people people can lay for ten and, and twenty quids and and make a, a nice bit of pocket money if they're good at. Seeing. Excuse me. Sorry, two to one at Arsenal. Is that the the lay price or that you've formulated, or is that that is that what they would be anyway? Well, that's just kind of, that's kind of they're they're roughly they're roughly the same price always either side. It's kind of an exchange price and it, and it fluctuates a little bit. Obviously, some team news comes out, then it can completely change. I think I remember last yeah. last season in the FA Cup, Liverpool against Everton. I think Everton went from five to two as soon as the team was named. Remember he played Curtis Jones and all the young lads. The odds come yeah. right in. I think Everton went off at ten to eleven on the exchanges, so it can change if something big happens. But usually they're round about the uh, they're round about the same the same price. You know, the the backing and laying. Market. So Steve, it, it it sounds as though you know your onions when it comes to laying, and and, and you almost sound quite professional about it all. Um, do you want to tell the listeners about your your lay? Um, Jordan, last week, was it the Liverpool game, <laughs> I think it was? Hi. Hey. How you doing? Good, yeah. You got that thing for me? What thing? Oh, oh Nicky, I thought you was laying. I'm laying? No, no, I'm taking it. I was taking it. You sure? I'm positive. Well, I'm a little confused. You're a little confused? 
Maybe if I stick your fucking face to uh, this window over here, like, you know, you'll, you'll get unconfused. Give me the fucking money. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean it to you. Yeah, I know. That's why you had it ready. You thought I was fucking laying it? I'm starting to think that maybe you're jinxed, Popey. I feel like any better tell you about <laughs> goes absolutely tits up. I told you about me back in Liverpool last week at Brighton, which they were a fucking ridiculous price. Four, four to six, they actually were. Now, I'd usually... I'd usually do most of me backing at bookies, really, rather than the exchanges. But I had a pot of money in the exchange, and uh, I'm so okay. used, I'm so used to laying on the exchanges. Every now and then, maybe once a year, two times a year, I'll accidentally lay when I'm meant to be backing. Yeah, so I was expecting to win um, two hundred and twenty-four quid. I think it was by backing Liverpool, nice. by, by having a, a few hundred quid on Liverpool. So I just thought they were an outstanding price at Brighton, who seemed to be on holiday, really, for the last couple of weeks. Go yeah, no, you sound, you sound pretty, pretty pleased during the game, like, when you were texting me. Yeah, I was thinking about backing them on the handicap, but I didn't, did, didn't I? I said I thought Salah, I'd get me kicks, yeah. I'd get me kicks off Salah in the goal scorer's chase, um, if Liverpool racked a few yeah, goals Yeah, so you up. called that as well, to be fair, got uh, a yes. brace, obviously you should in the last minute, so it sounded like it was going to be a profitable uh, evening for you there, mate. It happened? was, yeah, and then I logged on to me Betdack account after the game, and I'd, I'd actually laid them. I'd, I'd back Liverpool not to win <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> I, I mean, no good deed goes unpunished, does it? I was in the middle of cooking a nice vegan chili for me missus when I put the bet on, so I think I okay. might, might have been a little bit distracted and. Uh, yeah, it's a tough so one. So here you are, you're deflecting here. You started, you've opened this story with I'm a jinx and now you're saying it was the fact that you were cooking for your bird, so it's my fault, it's your bird's fault for, for your incompetence, basically. Is that what you're saying? I am saying that, yeah, yeah. But it, it was tough, mate. It, it was a tough one to take. I was boiling for a little bit. I tried to watch a little HBO series me and me and the missus have been watching called Smilf after it. I had the Paddy Power advert popping off. <laughs> I've never seen a Paddy Power advert around a HBO comedy show before telling me to bet responsibly, don't bet when you're angry. <laughs> Ruby Walsh popping his head in, yeah. If you find that gambling is becoming a stress or you feel like you are out of control, there is always someone to talk to. It was certainly the highlight of my evening anyway, including the game. <laughs> I thought you might have enjoyed it. I thought uh, there was serious concern on the text message, but I should have known it was it wasn't going to be insincere. Like, no, it's all smoke and mirrors, really. Yeah, of course, there's there's no sincerity to it at all. Yeah, you know me. When it comes to you, uh, I'm 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 more than happy to uh, to see you lose as as the uh, as the unsuccessful tips of the week that you've been given out would show. I can't I can't moan I can't moan. It was a tough one. It was a comedy one. It was good content, but. Yeah, it's been a good streak. It's going to be a good streak. It will end at some point. There'll be a losing day on the horizon. I thought it was last night, um, but I was like a young Franny Benelli there in uh, Franny Benali, sorry, in, a, in Lid's kitchen yesterday. Fucking when that equaliser went in, jumping round. I was thinking that is Franny Benelli. Sounds like some sort of peripheral character from The Sopranos, though. <laughs> Shooters, maybe <laughs> Shooters character, <laughs> more likely. There's but, um, so 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 obviously. I've, I've in all fairness, you've. you've lot of action up regarding the football. Do you know whether any of our, our listeners have been been getting involved? Have you been getting any any messages or yeah. that nature at all or not? I think a few were on. I think a few were on the Salabet. I'd put that up Good. on Twitter as well. I know nice. I know Kieran Skinner, regular listener, he'd actually back Southampton plus two goals last night, which 
There was a whole load of ways. There was a whole load of ways you could have opposed Man United last night. They were ridiculously short. I know it's easy to say now once once they've drew, but he actually got Southampton plus two at even money. So if Man United would have won, would have won by a goal, he'd have still won us better. That was a, that was a great price. That how competitive Southampton have been away this season. Even so, money, wow, yeah, that's big. That's big. So the, the the only reason I'm asking whether the the, the listeners are getting stuck and I've noticed in recent weeks you're opening blurb that you do for the show, your yeah. introduction. Yeah. In asking for for for, for, for some listener interaction, whether it be topics, whether it be feedback, anything like that. Any joy? Any any suggested topics from the from the listeners or not? Is it a bit quiet on that front? There's been a few. Um, I did put one up on Instagram. Uh, loyal listener, Ail House Futsal. He sent in that um, the Chris Mulsa Santi. We were meant to get onto it the other week, but uh, the, the guy who plays Chris Mulsa Santi in the Sopranos, uh, Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli, yeah. He's actually a Liverpool fan. He's been a Liverpool fan since 1977, by by all accounts, and he, he's actually at the moment got an ongoing. Instagram conversation with him over music and different bits and bobs. So he put that wow. to us. He put that to us and said we uh, we should maybe reach out try and get him on the podcast. But judging on the uh, on the luck we've had with Kevin Campbell, uh, probably a, a non runner, isn't it? I'd imagine. Well, maybe we need to stop scraping the barrel with the likes of Kevin Campbell's of this world and, and aim a little bit higher. Obviously, Sopranos has influenced our upbringing our as lives. much as it has. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Ours, yeah, collectively, of course it has. So, so why not go with Chrissy Multisanti as he's uh, as he's he's more widely known probably by our listeners. The only reason I ask, yeah, I didn't. That's that's obviously a good one, but yeah, it's it's as if we're not getting any any suggestions, we're not getting any listener interaction. That's that that's how I'd sort of read the situation from the outside looking in. I know every obviously you manage the Instagram, everything goes through you. So yeah, just a little bit worried. Really, I thought we were. Well, what are we like? Are we repellent? And I, I know some of our mates. Uh, are often referred to as uh, pussy repellent, like on a, on a night out, but not so much us. I thought we were uh, two approachable guys, like so I was a little bit concerned. But if you feel as though we're getting enough back from the listeners, that'll do me. I hope you're not referring to six form Pope here, the Steve Kerr of Cranton <laughs> College, when you're talking pussy repellent. <laughs> Very little, um, about the same attention that I was getting from girls in high school. So not many girls, not many college recruiters. So <laughs> <laughs> funny you should say that. I'm actually sat here recording in an old t-shirt. It's got tea stains all over it. Uh, Warriors t-shirt, oh. looks similar to the one UK was rocking in the uh, Last Dance documentary. Superb. Plenty of like care, uh, plenty of untapped talents in college, but uh, but no hand jobs by the sound of things. <laughs> no ball handling. Debatable. The pikey would tell you otherwise. <laughs> little, little in joke for about six of our listeners there, I'd imagine. No, no, we There you go, exactly. Yeah. We're getting better interaction. So, I, I think the problem might be is that I, I'm probably just a plagiarist. I think plenty send suggestions and ideas in and maybe I just steal them and, and don't give them enough credit really. Just put them out as my own. Well, you did used to be a plagiarist till I outed you. I don't think Nicky got a shout out on the show for like week six after me mentioning him for the first few weeks. And um, so, yeah, I don't think you are anymore. Not through choice, like, but yeah, you're not the most original, are you, when it comes to content? No, the, the likes of Marky Davis send us, sends, sends me clips quite regularly and uh, and good gear. So, yeah, we're, we're very appreciative of it, aren't we? So, if you know, if you've got topics or you've got stuff you want us to have a look at, my conversations with the Pope over, over on Instagram yeah. is. 
is the one is the one for us, isn't it? I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, you spoke about your work last week, Popey. Mm. Now we do these calls through Zoom, don't we? It's a whole email process and connecting over over the over the laptops that we're using. I um, stumbled on your packaging brochure on at the bottom of your your email. Last last week. All right, um, okay, very good. Yeah, were you impressed? Suitably impressed. It's a bit of a me feast, isn't it? And me and me missus were there. We're looking through it. It's quite tough reading for a for a new a new vegan. Lad, what's, what's Jesus going Christ? On? Times are hard. Yeah, fucking hell. Is that what you're doing in your spare time now? Just reading uh, food packaging catalogues, you and your missus. Yeah, that's it. That point of the relationship reach the crossroads, if you will. We've had two weeks. I think the uh, the physical physical attractions probably probably worn off after a, after a fortnight. But I was going to say the Donald Trump impersonations will only get you so far, eh, lad? Why so many dead carcasses, though, lad? I mean, I was flicking through it. What's the plastic protection section? It looked like Johnny Barnes's wanking chamber, that. <laughs> so basically, we we cater for everyone's needs. We supply into various different sectors. I look after meat and poultry. Hence ah. the reason that catalogues might be sort of meat and poultry centric, if you will. But we do we supply every industry, whether it's seafood, fresh produce, organic. Um, it's just that I'm 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 I'm, st- I'm involved in the nitty gritty, uh, the meat and the uh, the poultry. So the catalogue you probably linked on at the bottom of my email was probably uh, yeah just centered around that really. Oh, it was it was poultry heavy, a lot of. A lot of dead fish and carcasses everywhere, uh, as I say. The uh, the tough hold range, Pult- is it? Poultry pul- emotion, if you will. <laughs> you could put it that way. Not not for a couple of veggies down here. It was it was quite quite graphic, quite graphic reading. The the tough hold range in particular, Popey looked like when uh, Chrissy and Tony were bagging up Ralph Cifaretto there, plastic bags and. <laughs> Holy shit! I had no idea, did you? Of course I did. So I ain't scared. You wouldn't know if you had your mother's muff on his head. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of meat cuts all over the shop. Cold there's, there's, cuts. There's, there's, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few debatable names within the range. Suffolk certainly being one. Yeah. So for the uh, yeah, somebody who's who's not involved in the industry, nor do you know much about the company. Yeah, I suppose that's a little bit misleading. Yeah, what Suffolk is basically. Is if you've got something with a bone in and you're packing it like a sharp bone, and then you're packing it with plastic, there's a chance that the bone will pierce the plastic. So what we do is we do bone guard, pierce, anti-piercing sheets, which goes on top of the meat and therefore prevents it from piercing the uh, the outer film when it's packed. Basically, God, I'm boring myself talking about it. So I don't know about tough, but tough viewing, tough viewing, pro- probably tough listening. This section, I, I don't <laughs> You just refer to yourself as a veggie, so is that it? Is is your uh, transformation complete? Are you now officially Mohammed Gandhi? <laughs> your activism now, now you're full vegan mode as well. I, I do a bit of meditating in an orange vest, but I think it uh, I think it stops there, to be honest with you, Popey. No. I had tuna. I had tuna yesterday, if I'm honest, but I think I'm done with meat, lad, yeah. I think I'm done with meat. I watched um <clears throat> I watched a documentary on Amazon. First first thing we watched when I got down here, hardly set us up. For an intimate, intimate time, a documentary called Hogwood, presented by Jerome Flynn of uh, Robson and Jerome fame, lifelong. Oh, brilliant, yeah, yeah, from uh, Game of Thrones. From, 
Game of Thrones fame, yeah. Brilliant. Lifelong vegan, but it but it was heavy, lads. To be honest with you, yeah. It's called Hog Hogwood. I think it's called on Amazon. Amazon Prime. You can get it. Just just rough, lad. Just rough. It was looking at this this farm that Tesco's uses and a couple of the couple of the other big companies, um, and just just the kip of the pigs, just the kip of the farm, and a lot of probably death. customers of mine. To be honest with you, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably doing you no favours employment-wise in this uh, difficult time at the moment, am I, where redundancies and people's jobs are on the line? Yeah, and then you're just slagging off me, uh, me core customer base, yeah, appreciate that. It was a rough watch though, lad, it was a rough watch, and I think I think it claims to be organic, so yeah, I mean, I might have a look at organic meat down the line, maybe from the right sort of farm, but... For now, yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit put off. So talking about your work, Popey, Let's say I'm a vegan customer. Let's say I've got a vegan restaurant or you know a sustainable joint. How would you uh, do, do? You deal with them sorts of customers, or are you strictly the meat section? Are you? How, how would you pitch at me? Well, I just wouldn't entertain you if you had any less than a hundred establishments straight off. So if you had a restaurant or a sustainable premises of some sort that you refer to, then I'll just. Pass it on to, uh, to 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 one of the uh, sales executives within the team, not sales managers territory. That one, mate. I just want to stay on veganism and sustainability and whatnot. Um, Do you I, have to? Yeah. <laughs> just in terms of TV, I, I was walked in on my bed the other the other day. She was watching a a cooking show, vegan cooking show, Dirty Vegan. It's called. Don't know if you've caught it on BBC. It's actually. Pritchard from Dirty Sanchez, our old mate, the Welsh jackass boys, yeah. Um, were you with wow. us? I know it's a bit of a change of direction for them, isn't it, career-wise? It is, yeah. Were you with us when we went to see them What's live? he gone from staple, stapling his fucking his ball sack on a fucking fireplace to doing a vegan cooking show, yeah? Quite the, uh, quite the 180. Quite the shift, isn't it? Were you with us when we went to see them live in town, Concert Square, back in about 2001, 2002? No, I was meant to go, and then I just bailed out last last minute. I think you had to try and sell me ticket outside. I think it was a double bill. I think it was Coolio the week before, which we went to, and uh, yeah. Dirty Sanchez. Fucking glory days for Concert Square. That mood. Remember that gaff? Fucking hell, there. Now you're looking to get a fucking Beatles impersonator. <laughs> it's some line up that, isn't it? Dirty Sanchez followed by uh, followed by Coolio or the other way round. Gangsters Paradise so, nowadays, isn't it? Unfortunately, Concert Square. <laughs> so what what was the uh, what was the bad memory of, of going to watch them anyway? Did it live up to your expectations? I think we were as bladdered as uh, as they were to be honest with you. It was all the usual tricks, all the all the old all the old favourites, smashing uh, glasses over heads and as you were saying, I think bollocks were out, staples were pierced, yeah. It was a uh, good quality show, yeah. What was your highlights from as a as a viewer during the however many seasons of, of Dirty Sanchez that they actually done. I think it was back on it was on MTV back in the day. Anything in particular standouts from the four, five, six seasons or so that they done? I used to enjoy them waking the little fella up, Pancho. Oh, Pancho. <laughs> oh, you know, when he shaved the middle of his head. Okay, no worries. I'm a punk rocker. The next step is to wake him up. Oh, you are fucking... Alright, that's it. Right, you're fucking dead. Proper fucking dead. Proper fucking dead. All the doors. All the doors. Pants, you're here! He's only here! I don't give a fuck. Pants, don't stop! I don't give a fuck! Stop, stop! I don't give a f
You don't eat me, Punch. Ah! Mr. Mohawks, pissed right off. Boys, I'm fucking, I kid you not. There is serious fucking revenge on for this. Robocock, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, that was probably. You fucking, you, you fucking do it. You fucking Weird. bastard. What have you, you done to fucking cunt. Fuck off, man. <laughs> They were tremendous. They were tremendous, weren't they? Lad? I think they, they had a quite a big influence on our adolescents, those and Johnny Knoxville's lads. I think at one point we were out with cameras, me and Inchy and our John filming stuff and skateboards and that carry on. Yeah, we, we took it a took it a step too far, probably. Must have taken an, a, an interesting twist if Inchy was involved. Yeah, yeah, he was up to all sorts. Yeah, he nearly got decked a couple of times by uh, people he wanted to harangue on camera. I think he was asking some fella about his red raw balls at one point, or a red sack <laughs> or something. Yeah, got the footage of it somewhere on on video. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to do. He's emigrated to Australia now, apparently. Doing well. No, doing no well. Yeah, I think he does. Doing very well. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good lad, isn't he? I think he does listen to the show as well. I, I do, but um, just sticking with TV as well. Did you see Barnes? He got kicked out of uh, of MasterChef. One of our one of our listeners, Kieran again, I think it was. Yeah, he got a couple of shouts outs this week. He thought the John Barnes section and Ron Jeremy portion of the show last week was was the best bit we've we've done so far over our thirteen episodes. Well, the juxtaposition of Barnsley next to Ron Jeremy, I don't think that's ever been done before, has it? Quite the spit roast, that, wouldn't it, I'd imagine. <laughs> so so why is he, he just, why was he kicked out his, his innuendo would only get him so far, would it? He just fell short, quite quite fittingly, it was genuinely because he, he'd overdone his chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was having a swig of a drink there when you told me that, lovely. <laughs> Ah, oh, fucking hell, it's come through me nose and everything. Ah, oh, fucking hell. I'm not, I'm not having that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, he was cooking for the for the judges and uh, he was cooking for ex-winners, I believe. And yeah, overdone his, uh, overdone his meat. <laughs> We've all been there. We have, we have, we have all been there, yeah. Uh, anything caught your eye, Poppy, TV, media-wise? Have you been having a watch or...? Do you know what? Not really, no. Uh, I've been watching Sopranos, uh, as I mentioned a few weeks back, starting it again, probably the 20th time. How original. Oh, um, not wrong with that, Halfway through season two, uh, our mate Davis Catino's made an appearance oh, at the executive game. Glory days. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable, and I was speaking to our mate Ted, and I say it every time I watch it, but obviously when you go back and watch it again, you just appreciate more and more the portrayal of Gandolfini as Tony Soprano, it could be probably the greatest acting performance of all time, or certainly one of them Definitely. in my eyes. Yeah, for me, yeah. He's just so convincing, mate, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's as if he's mob boss over actor for me. Mm. And for me, I don't think he was as good in any other role. Well, certainly he was not as good, but I just couldn't take him serious in any other role on the back of how good he was and how convincing he was as, as, as Tony Soprano, really. You know, they wanted them for, um, I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast before, but they wanted them for Boardwalk Empire, you know, for Nucky Thompson, Steve Buscemi's role, but they just thought they couldn't go right from Tony Soprano into into Nucky Thompson. They didn't think they could pull it off, but if you look... How much better would that a show have been, lad, if he would have had James Gandolfini playing Nucky Thompson as opposed to... 
what was arguably the worst caster of all time, Steve Buscemi as, as Nucky Thompson. I love Buscemi. I absolutely love Buscemi. I love some of his some of his Not in that role, though, mate. No, no. I feel like the show fell short with with that and to be honest with you, the real Nucky Thompson as well, he was a, he was a big, burly kind of guy. So he, he was perfect for, for Tony, really. Uh, sorry, for, for Gandolfini. See, there you go. That, and therein lies the problem, as the people will probably... There you go, exactly. Case in point. We'll probably see him as Tony. Speaking of it, there was a good HBO documentary on about Natalie Wood. I don't know if you're aware of her. She was a child actor and um, pretty pretty successful Hollywood actor in the 70s. Uh, Robert Wagner's wife, uh, remember she died on the boat under uh, very strange circumstances. Don't know if you heard about that story at all, Popey. Before my time, mate, I'm down to look here. She died in 1981 I was born in 85, so yeah. I don't really pay much attention to, uh, to former movie stars of... Uh, of yes, yeah. It's an interesting case, though, lad. Fucking hell. And you go into it, it's basically a daughter going over a career more because, you know, a thing is that she's known more about that death. She was on a boat with her husband, Robert Wagner, and there was an altercation, and Christ- I mate mean, Christopher Walken was on the boat as well. Oh, really? The plus thickens, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they've, I think they reopened the case recently, not, or not so many years ago yet. So I was open to get a bit of Walken. They did talk about the the death of her and what happened that night and Robert Wagner went into it and said you know there was an argument between him and Walken but Natalie Wood was was lower down on deck and when he went to see her she'd she'd gone missing so yeah a bit strange bit disappointing that Walken wasn't on it there was a literally a 30 second um 30 second talking head of him just basically saying that you know yeah, she. You know, I used to do a walking, but I'm out of practice a little bit, probably. But yeah, you, you, you lost your confidence there, didn't you? Yeah, no, well, there wasn't much to say. He was just basically wow, saying, just, only, it's, "It's all wow." Yeah, and wow. all that is walking, just no. Only, only Natalie knows what happened that night, why she died. He was basically saying <laughs> so. Maybe. <laughs> Only Natalie knows that night why she died. Wow. Just 30 seconds of pure box office, pure magic thrown on the last That's guess. all we got of him, yeah. But damned. There was no uh, there was no pub fiction lines or whatnot, <laughs> obviously. But... So the reopening the case is he I'm guessing he's gonna be a character witness, isn't he? He's got he's gonna be a witness to the uh, if he was the only one on board with them. Well the police investigating it are skating around from the clips that they were showing on the documentary, they're skating around calling them suspects. But the He's a person of interest. I believe he was described as Christopher Walken. When isn't Christopher Walken a, a, a person of interest? Do you think that the real story of Natalie Wood's death has actually come out? The real story of her death is that she um, drowned. And uh, nobody knows uh, how she drowned or what happened except uh, her. That's what it is. There is no real story. No, there is. Nobody will ever know. <laughs> His whole life's been spent as a person of interest, hasn't it? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a bit more confident later on. I'll maybe deliver the uh, the tip of the week in uh, Christopher's voice, possibly. Yeah, well, there you go. You're getting back here. Yeah, you did have a, just a, a complete loss of uh, confidence there, though, mate. You know, with impressions, you've got to... Go for it up, yeah. Yeah, this week being a bit, yeah, in terms of not much to report. 
apart from just a little bit of a personal gripe I've got, not with you for a change as well, you'd be glad to hear. Mm. I've lived where, where so I've lived now in Broad Green for it'll be eight years in October. Nice street, friendly neighbours, quiet, exactly what you want, really. But I've noticed more so since I've, I've, I've been strictly and exclusively working from home during lockdown for, what, three or four months now? Yeah. I've always noticed them, but it hasn't really grated on me as much as it is now. There's this couple who must walk their dogs up and down our streets at least 25 times a day. Maybe more. Wow. Like, why? Is it's this... as if, stay every time I look out the window, they're there. Not st- just walking, they're not as though they stood outside my house, going at my house. I mean, in all fairness, they seem quite unassuming. Get on with their own business, walk, and walk the dogs up and down the streets. And I went for a run the other day and I actually seen them leaving the house. And as it transpires, the house isn't even in our streets. They just use it literally to walk the dog up and down the street. Now, your street, your street is kind of like a, like a side road or, or off a main road, isn't it? it it's not... It's not a street you'd you'd imagine you'd go to walk a dog, is it? I don't know, mate. Something's got it's it's mad. It's it's about twenty five times a day. The 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 probably late fifties, knocking on sixty maybe, or I don't know, fifties. And as I say, I'm sure the nice people are quite unassuming, but it's reached the point now, mate, where it's starting to grate on me, and it's not something I've noticed as much in the past. But now, as I think back, I think fucking hell, these cunts have been doing it for years, and it's reached the point now where. They'll let on to me even, so I'm sure they're nice people. And also give them back is just a complete vacant look. You're giving them nothing? I'm giving them nothing. But I don't know how long that lasts because all the while, Tony Soprano, I'm just feeling, I'm reaching Tony Soprano and the rage on it with each passing walkies that they do. <laughs> so I, I don't know how much more of it I can do. So I've reached the point now, such as the anger that's building up inside me. I was on to you, and I were you reaching? I hope you, I was going to say, is this is this behind you reaching out regarding meditation? I know you text me saying about meditation techniques and apps that you might want to look into. Are these the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will? These are the root cause, yeah. So yeah, I've 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 turned to meditation really before I, before I do something I regret. Have you had a dabble? Have you had a dabble at the meditation? Have you have you sat down? Have you closed your eyes? Have you tried to clear your mind? Yeah. Yeah, I had to go this morning. Yeah, a little um, calm calm up. Okay. So day to calm up. Uh, ten minute meditation, which is the plan each morning. So yeah, sat down, went to do it this morning. Two minutes in, Louis knocks on the bedroom door, tell me to tell me he's pissed his pants. Ah, horse shit. No, 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 don't cry. I'm sorry. I wasn't cursing at you. I was cursing at the lady. Nice parenting. Hey, thanks. Are you my therapist? Take a walk. You want a happy meal? We'll get you one of those happy meals. You got a happy meal? Can we get a happy meal? Well, somebody get you a happy meal! Which was, uh, <laughs> it was a great start. Went back to it. Uh, two minutes later, got a work call. Um, so it wasn't ideal this morning, to be honest with you. Might have to put my uh, phone on play mode in the future and, and make sure I've got an empty house. Yeah, there's not worse than getting disturbed. You'll get to a point where, if you take to it, where you kind of just acknowledge the noise that's going on. I suppose when it's a kid who's pissed its pants, you can't really just... I'm doing him a bit of a disservice there. There was just a little bit of splashback when he was having a wee on the toilet, but nonetheless, he still uh, yeah, he still ruined me, uh, me 10 minutes of zen. Baby Gronk has rained on your parade. like. But at least you've started with it, Popey. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's a bit of an... Um, to use a, a bit of a 
jaguar that is a bit of a game changer if you do take to it you will find it or it'll get you in a in a good place i, I was trying to explain on text to you popey uh, how i can best describe it and i think if your head's a bit shocker or you're not getting your head space and, and calm it's kind of for our nfl fans who listen i found it took me from being like james winston when when the ball snapped panicky and a little bit all over the place and not knowing what to do so it can make you as you go on a little bit more a little bit more aaron Rodgers. you know you you focus okay but yeah, you're, yeah. but you're in the pockets, you know, and and you you're just taking your time a little bit more to uh, to pick your your metaphorical passes in life, so to speak. Yeah, so you, you good to, analogy, I like it. Yeah, to, yeah. So, so hopefully us. I'll um, follow in the in the same vein. You have to keep us posted, and as you say, call back to the Sopranos. There, you know, uh, I know it's fictional characters, and we and we treat it like uh, real life sometimes, but. Nothing to be ashamed of nowadays. Taking a little bit of moments and, and putting a bit of work in for your for your mental health, is there? You know when when Paulie Walnuts is listening to relaxation tapes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He ended up putting a shovel over a fella's head after it, didn't he? On uh, on Lawn Wars, wasn't it? I believe with. Um... Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. It's good to hear. Anything else stressing you out, Popey? Anything else? Horses. Horses. Yeah, of course. So obviously, Mahatha. I put him off, didn't I? Ask Scott as part of me, lucky 15, only for him to be given the worst ride of all time by Jim Cowardly. <clears throat> he, I think two weeks later, he was scheduled to run that weekend. And I put him up, I think, at nine to two, only for him to be cut and, and, and obviously didn't race. And, and, and for people who backed the anti post, of which there was a few of our listeners had done so, lost out. So I'd noticed as well, he was running this weekend. I didn't sort of put him up as me tip of the week because in fear of, obviously, the same thing happening and getting scratched again and not running. But what I did do, I put him in a, uh, a Trixie. So for people listening who don't know what a Trixie is, it's a multiple bet, basically, where it's three selections uh, and then it's four bets. So you've got within those three selections, you've got three doubles and then you've got and your you, treble. And your treble on uh, top, yeah. Put up, yeah, put him up at the weekend in a Trixie. Only got him at two to one, along with Nazif on the Friday, that won the farm of stakes. And then it was going on to Golden Horde in the July Cup for 270 quid, but Golden Horde come, I think, third. So then I still got about about 50 quid back off at £10 stakes. That yeah. wasn't too bad. Decent result, yeah. On the back of that performance, Mahatha, it absolutely hosed up one by four lengths at the weekend back at Ascot. Crazy. Uh, our second favourite for the Sussex Stakes in a couple of weeks. Um, seven to two is a bit short because it's, it seems quite a stacked field. So if you are going to back it for the Sussex Stakes, I'll probably wait till the day. Uh, but it's been put up to an official rating of 120 on the back of Saturday's performance. And judging how easily it won, it, I think it probably would have won. The Queen on it, at Royal Ascot with a, a safer passage, to be honest. But You're getting a little bit like um, Jennifer Aniston with Brad Pitt, though, here, aren't you, with this with this horse? Like, you just... Can't really get over that Ascot run, can you? Well, it was no surprise and it's no coincidence. The reason it won on Saturday and the reason it won as convincingly as it did, Jim Cowardly wasn't on board. Oh, they was he not? Of a ride. No, was he fuck? And I think that's the secret. I think they found the sort of the key to success with him. So I don't know whether Cow- Cowardly will be scratched from any future rides on the horse, starting with the... Um, mm. the sus- but watch that one closely. If it's Dane O'Neill on board, I'd be a lot more confident than, than uh, yeah, than cowardly. And your other horse, uh, your other horse, Sarsfield, 
been winning every race he's in. He's a ridiculous animal, isn't he? Did I put him up as me horse to follow for the season, Sarsfield? I'm sure I did. No, you wish you did, lad. You wish you did. You you, you put some pig, didn't I? You you put some pig up who finished about fifth in a <laughs> in a classic over there in Ireland. <laughs> no. I mean, you you were sweet on it, Popey, but it's just winning every race it's in, Sarsfield. You think it's an uh, you think it's a group one horse, do you? along on the outside of Patrick Sarsfield who's tucked away on the rail then guaranteed and swinging wide into the straight as Abiel Prince they've two to go. Ancient spirit from Patrick Sarsfield who's coming up in between horses and then Zabil Prince on the outside of Fort Myers and Trace Fleur guaranteed. Georgeville dropping away as Celtic High King. It's Patrick Sarsfield and Declan McDonough gone for home in the green room. Mel Stakes it's Patrick Sarsfield. A good three lengths clear and it's having a spotless season Patrick Sarsfield won the meld from Ancient Spirit close for the third between Fort Myers and Trace Fleur well it's, it's again for the listeners benefit um, it won it was stacked up to a group three at the weekend obviously I'd initially put it up to the Irish Lincoln which we touched on in the show last week so I won't go into too much detail yeah. about that but it's, it's since won two competitive handicaps and now they stacked it up to a group race group three at the weekend which it went off, I think, five to two, second fav, won, again, two or three lengths, pretty much back on the bridle as it was crossing the line. Could be a group one horse in the making, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. It's gone up 23 pounds, I think it's 109 now, and it was entered in the Lincoln at 86, so it's gone up 23 pounds, oh, so ridiculous. pretty much two stone from what it would have been in the Lincoln. So effectively, it had two stone in hand. Yeah, it would have pissed it. It would have pissed it, Pope. improvements. We've said it before, it would have pissed it. I, I mean, you've been backing them here and there, though, haven't you? have been getting a little touch, but there's just something about getting them up on the Instagram page or putting them out on the podcast. It, it's almost as, as good as winning the money, isn't it? You know, and for pe- when people have followed them in, it, it's nice to put a tip out that the people have cashed in on, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, lad. And it, 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 it's good info, ultimately, for the listeners if ever you want to follow us in on um, on these on these selections if, if you can ever be asked putting them up but noticed as well you're alright putting your footy bets up but any my horse selections you're uh, a bit selective to say the least don't know whether that's uh, intended or not I think it's I'm, I'm back to it now I've been offline for a couple of weeks so I'm, I'm, I'm back in the mix at anything anything you throw my way Popey rest assured it will it will go up just call them back to a um, a couple of uh, a couple of our former picks and and our conversations on on previous shows. I found out this week that um you know I tip Real Madrid for the Champions League. I know City are absolutely flying by looks of things, and uh, apparently I'm informed that Real Madrid might actually have to go to the Etihad after all. Now it won't be on neutral uh, neutral ground by all accounts. So that was a uh, that was a nice wrinkle to to find out. We had a does it matter though? Does it matter? Do you think, uh, especially in an empty stadium, I appreciate a full stadium at the Etihad anyway is, uh, resembles an empty stadium at the best of times, but how much of an advantage do you think that would be for Man City? Possibly not. Yeah, maybe I'm overlooking at it. Maybe I'm overlooking it. It is almost like... I think you're over-egging the custard there, lad, yeah. Yeah, and that is getting factored into to some of me bet. Like, even that last night, United to be 1-4, to four, it's not like them being at a regular Old Trafford, is it? It's a neutral ground, almost, isn't it? It's not a million miles off. And I think ground. so, lad. The, the, the fact that there's no audience participation, like nobody's there, no crowd, no, no, nothing really. I don't think it has 
much of any of an impact, and I don't think it's much of a coincidence. The only game we've dropped points at at Anfield is is obviously at the weekend against Burnley, given mm. that it's behind closed doors. I think if we would have had the crowd there, you give us an extra 5-10% in the home games, I think it probably would have been a different outcome, to be honest with you. Yeah, or Salah had his boots on the right feet would have been, uh, would have been quite handy, wouldn't it? Another seg- uh, section of conversation we had last week, lad, um, we spoke about Sol Campbell's chances. We were still open, old now for that 12-1 to tip that we put up. This is another tip of the week that's gone by the wayside. And, and actually... Sol Campbell for the next James Bond, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'd have had more chance than him getting the Bolton job. And we were talking about it last week like <laughs> like it still had a shot. Ian Evers had actually been given the job the week before. So hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you want to backtrack slightly? You, you said we as in a collective, as in me and you. I wasn't saying nothing about it. You were the one who was who was who was still bigging him up. Yeah, I I don't think people are coming here to, to get informed on current affairs, are they? By the sound of things. I mean <laughs> I was really still old now to hope there for Big Sol going to Bolton. Um, so hang on a minute. At, at the point of us recording, which was last Monday, they announced the new manager, what, days before? Maybe five, six days before, you never start the Bolton job. <laughs> Great research there, Stevie boy. Fantastic production of the show as usual. Great research. Terrible content. What have we become? Well, while we're talking about past content and whatnot, I think I'll throw it back over to you. And can we just spend a little minute on uh, on Naby Keita? Hi, Jürgen. Can I just ask you about Naby Keita's impact on that game tonight? He really set the tone from the start with his, his pressing. And in general, you must be delighted with the way he's come back since the restart. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. True. Right. It's getting better, better, step by step, game by game. That's really cool. Absolutely. Uh, winning these balls, being a player like Nabi, but winning these balls, come on, that's um, I couldn't be as a coach, as a, and as a, the coach I am, I couldn't be happier about these kind of goals, and everybody's involved in that. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful for <laughs> seeing things like this. Yeah, I was I was going to raise this here and see whether you wanted to apologise to the listeners for the uh, the lambasting of them that you done last week. <laughs> Listen, I was just going along with you, Popey. I think you called him. Um, too lightweight, too crap, I think is how you uh, <laughs> summed them up. While simultaneously absolutely ripping into me about me, uh, me Fabinho would say, Nabby's look good, hasn't we he? Need to come, we need to touch on Fabinho, the assist king, in a minute, which we will do. He's looked good that. the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Nabby, though. To be fair, he's looked like a different player, and I'd like to think I'm a big part of the reason why that is, really. He's obviously a listener to the show. Bit of reverse psychology has worked an absolute treat once again. I think we are having that effect, aren't we? And um, I'd like to have that effect again this week um, on on Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum looks like he's been on the fucking the Amsterdam brownie since he's been back, doesn't he? He looks overweight. He looks. You know all about that, lad, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I had quite the uh, quite the time after Liam Gallagher on that, didn't I? Rolling round, rolling round me room on the uh, on, yeah yeah <laughs> on the space cakes. But yeah, so... leave your room for two days, did you? <laughs> I was having a uh, Jarvis Cocker meltdown in Paris there, wasn't I, for a, for a good 12 hours? <laughs> Real meltdown. But yeah, um, one of our blue listeners, Mikey Stevo, I think he's hoping that we'd um, give a little bit of a lambasting to, to Andre Gomez. He's been... <laughs> is, this, is this what we've become? Is this, is this our reputation now, yeah? What, it was so bad at our opinions? He's that asking one... us to slag certain players off in yeah. the hope that they have a... 
a turnaround of the fortunes basically will have a positive effect yeah so Andre Gomez you're absolutely shit they should get rid of him Carlo should chop him wouldn't even let him see out the end of the season get on a man of the match the next game I'd imagine <laughs> <laughs> on, on Naby, yeah, in all fairness, he's, uh, he was unbelievable. Brighton, of course, he was, yeah. And then since then, he was, he was probably, yeah, pick out player at, on, on, on Sunday as well against, he looked good uh, against, Burnley. against Burnley. Really good, really good. Uh, but as I say, it was just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced he's listened to the show. He's heard what I've had to say. And uh, yeah, all, it's all part of the reverse psychology technique that I uh, tend to use from time to time. Everyone always says it about me golf as well. I just cry then, don't I? You do, you so, do. I'm not gonna not gonna change now, am I at the age of thirty-five, let's be honest. Sometimes you've got to cry then, haven't you? I don't want to spend too much time on Liverpool LFC Reds this week, as you know. Uh, I think we were a little bit a little bit indulgent on them last week, but I do want to talk about Workington Reds, uh, non league club who, who me and I John made a film on last year. Little club, great club, up north, all run by volunteers. The chairman was serving pie and chips through the hatch at half-time. It's, it's that sort of club. Good. It was Community act- spirit of club, yeah. Well, exactly, and it's the spirit of Shankly they're trying to save. Actually, Bill Shankly um, managed there before Huddersfield mm. for a couple of years. They still have his original desk at the, at the ground. They've got the Shankly Lounge there. So I've been in conversation. I'm trying to help out. We've been trying to get some Liverpool players on and ex-players on to um, to record a message to help the GoFundMe because they are up shit creek a bit, Popey. They, they've had a nightmare. They got relegated last year. They, yeah. got, an, uh, they got Carlisle's captain in. He was just re- retired at the time as player-manager. He's done an absolutely great job with them. Um, they were top of the league. They, oh, I don't even know what it is. It's one of the lower league ones. Well below the, the conference or that. He got them to the top of the league. They couldn't even be caught with the second game in hand. They were already promoted. And obviously the league stopped and the season was wiped out for the lower league team. So they won't be getting promoted back up to oh, shit, yeah. back up to the premier of that division. So they're really trying to save the club. They're trying to raise 50 grand at the moment. And uh, I mentioned to you, didn't I, Popey, where actually the podcast is going to sponsor a match ball <laughs> for them up there yeah. in Workington. Good. We're going to get the full VIP treatment, Ladder Wakington AFC. Yes. By all accounts. So, yeah. What are you thinking, Steve? We just sit here and slag them off in the hope it has a positive impact, just following on from what we were talking about. Even if, <laughs> even if you tried, you couldn't slag that club off, lad, honestly. We had an unbelievable, <laughs> we had an unbelievable couple of days there. And um, it's, yeah, the, the campaign is save, save Shankly's Workington Reds, I think it is along the lines. I'll put a GoFund, I'll put the GoFund page on our Instagram. And if anyone wants to help yeah. save a, a lower league club, if they've got a fiver, they've got a tenner, they can spare it, it'll all out. But I'm looking forward, if we do, if they do get saved and... They, they get the show back on the road. Looking forward to a trip up there with you, lad. Up north. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, if you, if you, if you want to donate my uh, my week's fee for this episode to the uh, to the cause, then I'm, I'm more than happy to do so. Well, that's right, I don't get paid, do I? No, you don't. Maybe we can send them a crater solo up there, see if that can, uh, that can help the campaign. That can lift spirits. No, that'd be great though. If yeah, but in all seriousness, yeah, let's let's hope that they, they raise the fifty k they need to, and uh, yeah, we can have our road trip up there. You might be driving by then, eh? Possibly, lad. Possibly, yeah. I'll we go could... in a separate car. Imagine we could do an episode. Imagine we could do an episode from Shankly's office, Shankly's old office. It'd be great, that. 
I see, when you were speaking there before, you said that you were greatly honoured by having the Shanky Lounge named after you and put that on a level with the FA Cup and trophies oh, yes. like that. Oh, Did yes. you really mean that? Put it above it. Why Certainly. that? Because the fact that was only here for a little short space of time. And the people here remember before that. I mean, that's an honour. I mean, that's something great in football. It's a hard-bitten game, you know, and sometimes people forget what a man has done. But Workington didn't forget. And I've done more for other teams than I did for Workington. That'd be nice. Could even could even incorporate one in the actual clubhouse or whatever you call mm. it, with a bit of an audience. Yeah, I'd be well up for that. I know Tony Kornheiser, one of my favourite listens. He does, he does live ones from um, from his local restaurants and the restaurants he owned at one point. Stacks like could so. probably do with some sort of guests for that day. Though I don't think uh, I don't think we'd have the have the pull of. Uh, Dare I say, a Kevin Campbell? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Whether I bring a Donald Trump wig and maybe do a bit of whack whack and possibly <laughs> a bit of impersonations could turn into Saturday Night Live for us. I've actually thought about us doing one from the casino as well, lad. When it's back, and maybe covering an NFL game as we do a show might be a might be a fun episode as well. I'll be game for that. Yeah, I think I'd thrive on an audience. To be honest with you, yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, it can't be anywhere. as previous best man speeches would suggest. Do you uh, yeah. know what I mean? Like, audience like a bit of public speaking out there yeah i'll bring it along for the ride okay great stuff yeah well we'll have a little look at that uh speaking of solos there i suppose we should get into our tip of the week which is brought by the soho brought to you by the soho juice co have you been having a dabble on your solos this week Popey? have you indulged or have you just been having them as a soft drink yeah do you know what not since not since last week um but i've got some in the fridge Getting chilled, so uh, I will do so this 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 week. I haven't been on that much, to be honest with you. In all seriousness, spent a lot of time out of the house doing one thing or another. But as I said last week, yeah, really nice. Got involved as soon as they called me and Lou. Uh, all positive feedback, and Louie likes them as well. Me little boy, four year old. So there you go. Oh, he's right. Pages. The whole Pope family are satisfied by uh, by Soho. Lid's actually very really, much so. Well, Lydia's really actually taken to the uh, the cucumber flavour, so. Make your own jokes there if you if you want. Uh, leave well, yeah, you. there's a lot of innuendo again, isn't the uh, intended? I think by yourself. There always is. There always is, isn't there? But yeah, are, are you ready to move on to uh, to tip of the week? Are you, Popey? Yeah, we'll try and keep it quite concise. I've got a I've got a Zoom call with Louis' new school coming up, which is a little bit random, like, and I think that oh. might be part of the reason as to why I need to meditate. Oh Jesus, yeah. Absolute curveball. So basically, he's starting school in September. Um, so you set up a Zoom call. Lou's, Lou can't do it. She's out the house with the boys. So basically it's been left for me to to go it alone. Video. Uh, videos are going to be up. Uh, meeting his new teachers, some of the new parents. That sounds, I mean, that sounds stressy. Lad, that sounds, yeah. yeah. You could do with a bit of headspace just, before not that. Not stressy. It sounds a bit unnecessary. I appreciate what they're trying to do. Apparently before the pandemic, they've they done home visits, which I've never heard of before. But I like that. It's good. It gives the kids the opportunity to meet the teachers before they start. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons for it. But yeah, I don't know. What, what do we do? Like, do we go, if he's talking about the, the dress code, do we go smart or do we go Steve Care casual? And then during the call, do we be vocal or do we take a back seat? Got so many questions. But... It's tough, lad. Uh, it's for me. Uh, it's for me. Uh, I mean, you say it's a Zoom the call. Watching brief, is it? Did you say it's a Zoom call? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I just, I I'd just do the cowardly thing and not connect the video. I'd say there's there's technical issues. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just coward. What happened to you being, what happened to you being Aaron Rodgers? 
I mean, there's a lot of pressure here, though. This is your Super Bowl, isn't it? Your kids' school. There's so much uh, resting on your <laughs> on your shoulder pads here, isn't it? So yeah, I've uh, that's been playing on my mind a little bit, like. But you just got to get on with it, really, haven't you? I think I'd be more like uh, Matty Ice at the second half of that Patriots Super Bowl, melting under that sort of pressure <laughs> in the pocket. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's a bit of a mad one, like to be honest with you. But wow. such as in two thousand and twenty-eight. Well, last, well, last week, tip of the tip of the week, wise, you promised us a different sport, Popey. You know, you said you're not a one-trick pony. Have you have you got something uh, outside of horse racing for us this week? No, I've completely contradicted myself and stick with the GGs. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Fire it, fire it at us then. Fire it at us. I think we're going to get out of here on an hour for a change, which is quite incredible. Our listeners will be delighted to hear, yeah. We might actually get a few more listeners on the back of it. I think people look at it, look at an hour and a half, hour and 45, knocking on two hours sometime podcast, just listening to us two, chewing the fat. It's, it's not very appealing, is it, to say the least? Not so, very appetising, is it? No. I think it'll probably have a positive effect. Yeah, I'd imagine. In terms of listeners, so we'll see. Two I want to pick out for you, before I come on to tip of the week, there's just one to keep an eye on, which is uh, running at the weekend in the... Stevenson Stakes at Newbury and it's uh, it's Foxtel oh the yes Foxtel yeah yeah metal head carriage that I put up at Royal Ascot do you remember it? I do remember it Popey yeah quite like it well it's good but it, it, it needs to learn to settle it's just it races mm. far keenly to be honest with you and that was it's, it's undoing at Ascot it's basically it's, it's entered I've noticed this weekend in a listed race so this horse got placed in the champion stakes last year, last season, which is obviously one of the, the top, top group ones. And its first run this year was at Royal Ascot. Uh, I think it was in the Wolfenton Stakes. Again, a listed race. I think it come fourth in the end in a much, much more competitive and a much deeper field. Is it one of Bolden's? Is it Popey again? Yeah, Bolden put it up. Yeah, it is, is one of his top two, horse, two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Bolden, yeah. So anyway, I've looked at it and I thought it would be, because again, it's a listed race. It's not going up against much this weekend. It's anti-post at the minute, so the final decks haven't been done. That's why I'm not putting it up in my tip of the week, because I wouldn't back it now in case it doesn't go at the weekend. Mm. But I was looking at it. I'd, I'd gone on towards Checker expecting it to be 5-2, to two, because it's still come fourth at Royal Ascot. Didn't run too badly, but it's a much more competitive race. Back form, back class with, with, with other horses last year, the fact they come in an air champion stakes and anyway it was five to one when i checked this morning yeah for a list price. this weekend at newbury on sunday double what you expected double i just think that that's massive value if it runs if it, if it, if it was guaranteed to run like if we had Bolden on how i spoke to him he said yeah it's running i'd, I'd be piling into it each way at that mm. price mm. or just approach with caution as i always say just wait for the final decks if it is running it's not going to be five to one ultimately you're gonna to have to take a little bit of a hit on the price but at least you guarantee the run from it. And I just think it'll have far too much class for the horses running. It's not stacked. The entries at the minute, not a strong field at all, to be honest with you. Don't really rate any of them. So no, no, that no. one is just one to look out for. It's the Steventon Stakes at Newbury this weekend. I think it's on the Saturday or the Sunday. Fox uh, Yeah, listed race. So just keep an eye on keep that. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, okay, sound. The, po- the tip of the week I'm going to put up is... Harovian, I think it's pronounced H-A-R-R-O-V-I-A-N in the John Smith's Cup. Uh, one of the big handicaps of the season. Yeah. Uh, it's competitive. 
So the price reflects that. It's, it was 10 to 1 last night when I was looking at it, but it's, it's already into 8 to 1. What's interesting about it, it's, it's John Gosden's only entry at this stage, which I think is a little bit of a tip in itself. Mm, he likes it. He likes, yeah, I think so. The fact he's only putting this forward for it. It's basically, he's from the same connections. So owner, trainer, and no doubt jockey, I think Frankie will be on board as Lord of the North that won the Prince of Wales Stakes at Royal Ascot, which is which is like the big, big group one at Ascot. Uh, and similar to Lord of the North, it's been gelded in the off-season and it's come back a different horse this season. It didn't run as a two-year-old. Last year it was three. It was very temperamental. So what they've done is they've gelded it, which basically for the listeners who don't know too much about horse racing, it just means it's, uh, it's had its meat and two veg chopped off. And yeah, it's paying dividends this year. It come out racing Haydock, quite a competitive race. Was boxed in and then managed to get out and absolutely flew home to finish second. Give the sort of the, the leader too much rope. And then in its second race after that, really impressive. Won, it, won a competitive race again. But it only won by a head and the handicap has only put it up a pound. So it's off a competitive mark. Uh, it's second favourite, currently 8-1 to one behind one of Michael Stouts. And I just think the fact that John Gosden has only put it in as its only entry for the race in what is usually a competitive handicap. I think uh, each way uh, it'll be worth a go. Just a bit of advice to the listeners. Current each way terms, whether it be an anti-post or quarter of the odds, first four. Um, if you wait until the day, um, I don't think the price will contract too much because price-wise usually puts a, puts a horse up Tom Siegel from the racing post and that seems to get, get well-backed and all the attention. And... If you look at the history of this race, you don't really have too many short price favourites going off. So even though the price might go in slightly, it will still be worth waiting till the day because you're going to get more places on offer. You could potentially get six, even the odd bookmaker potentially going up seven places. Who knows? Because it's a big field. It's mm. demand. Popey, so always, day. always take the extra places rather than the uh, the bigger price. Always, always take a cut on the price rather rather than the places, definitely. You you want the extra places. Exactly, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. So, uh, I'll get on to yeah. that with, with, with one of my picks in a sec. Like, yeah, you, you've got so to the reason, yeah, the reason, uh, yeah, the reason I'm putting it up as well, it's just, just a bit of fun, really, because it's the big race on Saturday. I always think the big field handicaps are always pretty good to watch anyway. Yeah. So maybe well a selection for it. So one more time, John Smith's handicap this Saturday. Horse's name is Herovian, spelled H-A-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-
I made a lot of mistakes. I, I tried to fight in spots since I, I didn't feel my gas tank was at the greatest, and he fought in better spots, you know, right? When I'd get loose and start to open up, he was able to clinch me up and take it back into his world, so I'm not going to take nothing away from him. He won fair and square. I'll do whatever it takes to get back in front of that man and, and compete again and, and get my hand raised. Hey, well, how can we not? Yeah, so so what's that one? And what are we on now? We... I know it's officially episode 14, but week 13, what is it, 1 and 13 you have from your tips of the week? Well, a lot of them haven't ran, have they? But I think about of seven or eight that have completed, I think I've landed two, maybe. I think I've landed two tips of the week. Yeah, so I think, far. Um, no, no, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you've done that well. I'd say 1 and 13, but tomatoes, I, th- I think I have Ultimately, passive. Masvidal got smoked again, yeah, so brilliant. I think there's a reoccurring theme here. Whatever you put up, especially if it's not, not particularly a horse race, but if it's a football match... If, if there's only two possible outcomes or, or the draw or fighting, whether it be boxing or MMA, no, just go with the opposite selection. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. any of our listeners, so whatever you put up now, if it is just a, a one-on-one event, as it were, then uh, yeah, just go with the opposite selection. And, well, well let's let, let's go with the let's go with the one-on-one events really really easily first. I think Liverpool are an outstanding price on Thursday. Are we doing is it Arsenal Thursday, is it? Or tomorrow? When do we play Arsenal, Pope? Wednesday, yeah. So for the listeners, that means back Arsenal, okay. <laughs> uh, even money, Popey. Even money down there at the Emirates. I think Arsenal are still going to have the, as I called them, the Chuckle Brothers before. Laurel and Hardy, however you want to say. Uh, David Luiz and his partner. Absolutely terrible at the back, Arsenal. I think if he plays... Are free up front. Even if he plays a Riga, if he slots a Riga in there, I think we'll have fun and games with them on Wednesday. Um, I know we've not been finishing great. I know we've not been great away from home, really, statistically. I know we beat Brighton last week and Arsenal are a bit of an improvement on Brighton, but not a million miles off them. I think they're a bit hit and miss. And I think Liverpool are even money. I think it's a winner. I've been laying teams mostly the last few weeks. I'll hopefully... I'll hopefully get it right this weekend and actually back them rather than uh, accidentally laying them uh, as I did at Brighton the week before. Yeah, so. so this could be the end of your run as we know it, yeah, that you've been raving about your, uh, the run you're on with the football. But you, at the same time, you're saying that me or this podcast or your bed or whatever is a jinx. Tip of the week. Like... Tip of the week and you are most, most definitely jinxes, I believe. Are you putting it out there in the public domain? It could be uh, could be a different story, yeah. So, so again, for the listeners... That's Arsenal on Wednesday is your, is your selection that you want it to It is, back. and I'll also throw in, I've had a couple of nice touches on the golf, only each way, only places, but I've been back in the golf after either round one or halfway stage. So I had uh, Victor Hovland was third last week of 14. It's only a little each way touch. The week before, Adam Hadwin, the Canadian, 35 to 1. He got a little place, fifth for me. But I am going to put one on the memorial this week. Uh, from Ohio and it's our old mate Hideki Matsuyama I'm going to back him I, I think he's outside of Tiger Woods he might be the golfer I've backed the most over the years and he's never ever won for me so it's developing into a bit of an uh, abusive relationship between me and the uh, the Japanese slinger but um, what's, what's you thinking if, you, if you're throwing off shit yeah some will eventually <laughs> yeah. stick well I haven't backed him I haven't backed him for a while and he seems to be he seems to be getting Getting back, getting back into it. He's been twenty first and twenty second, sniffing around the top twenties the last couple of weeks. Um, he was actually best driving and greens it last week. His putting let him down at the workday. He won here in Ohio in two thousand and fifteen. He's had three top fifteen since. 
So I'd I'd prefer to wait and and back in running really on the golf these days. But seeing as the podcast's going to be going up tomorrow, and Matsuyama can go crazy and, and card a fucking sixty four or a sixty three early doors. So. I'm going to back them each way, and like you, Popey, there's 25s out there, but Boyle Sports have actually got 10 places for the outright this week, so what? that's crazy, isn't it? Bet365 have three places, while Boyle's have got what? 10. Uh, sorry, sorry, five, sorry, five, Popey, Bet365 have got, yeah. Doing Ray Winston and Injustice there, aren't I? Sorry. The daddy, yeah. Five places, but I'll also back them first round leader as well <clears> with Boyle's. That's 35 to 1 each way, uh, and that's seven places when most are going five, six at a push. So, yeah, Hideki Matsuyama for the American Golf. Sorry, didn't you just say 10 places? No, 10 places for the outright, but I'm going to back him first round leader as well, seven places. All right, okay, yeah. So, 22 to 1 each way for the outright with Boyle Sports, Hideki Matsuyama, and the same player, first round leader, thirty five to one, both with Boyle Sports. Yeah, so we'll see how we get on, eh? With the uh... so again, so again for our listeners' benefits, that's Lay Hideki Matsuyama outright and Lay him for first round leader. I'll probably go one favour. I'll probably I'll probably back him to miss the cut. Really looking at the uh, the tips of the week so far. <laughs> that's more like it. Might be the safer option, but I'll let you get back to it, Popey. I hope the Zoom call goes well with the uh, with the teachers brigade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I might just stay Steve Kerr casual, throwing an absolute curveball there, yeah. So, it, I mean, mean with you, to be honest with you. It done him no harm, did he, on the last dance? I think he came out, besides Jordan, as the as the hero of the last dance, didn't he, uh, Stevie, Stevie He's Kerr? He's certainly the cult, yeah, the cult hero of the, uh, the whole series. So, uh, so, yeah, there we go. Any news on the Tiger Woods documentary? No, no. Uh, it's going to be HBO. We're doing it, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be ten episodes. Ten episodes. It's going to be pretty, um, pretty last dance kind of vibe. Warts and all. I think literal genital warts, probably. If uh, they're going into his Vegas years. Well, I'll leave to get back to uh, Nelson Mandela House anyway. Okay, Popey. I will let you go, and we'll see how these uh, see how these tips go. That's a quote, Delboy. Bonjour. Bonjour. Monge two, Popey. Monge two. Wow, that's our show. Hope you enjoyed all the talk of sports and gambling. If you did, please rate and subscribe and tell a friend. We'll be back here next week. Hope you have some winners in the meantime and your picks. They're not a hunk of junk. Walk without rhythm. It won't attract the worm.